This is Frank Skinner with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show at 8.12.15. That makes it interactive and vibrant. Um, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. That does likewise. And email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Free. So, um, Morgan. Good Morgan. That was, last bit was for my crowd, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I like to bring everyone in. I have long arms. <laughs> and they form a beautiful embrace. <laughs> I find... Oh, we'll be seeing the Gareth Bale heart again soon, won't we? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, he tried to... You know when you hold up your uh, finger and thumb and make a heart? Painting he, the picture for the radio audience. Oh, very well, lovely. I'm painting it, but he tried to patent it. Did you know that? <laughs> i that. He, he actually tried to patent <laughs> that thing. I think he, he failed. Do you know you know, those surprising things when, like... Elvis, the word Elvis got um, copyrighted. Did it? And Is stuff that right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> I think also the only something is something. You know, like the only way it's oh, Essex. Right. I think that construct oh. got painted. Was that to do with Brian? The construct. Well, Brian Bellow, yeah. there was something. Amazing. Do you remember, remember oh. him? Oh, oh yeah. Brian, Brian Bellow, I've worked with him. Yes. You've worked um, them all. Who came... Who um, had something to do with the original Only Ways Essex, I believe? Yes. You know my, uh, you know my Brian Bellow story, do you know that? No. Can you tell us it loudly? But I'm so envious I, uh, of you being able to even say that sentence. I did a show with Brian Bellow and we had to... You know that game where you have to communicate something that's on your card to your partner but you can't say any word that's on the card? Yeah. <clears throat> we had to, it, was a, it was British icons was the, um, was the theme... And he got his card and um, he started dancing quite provocatively. And I was thinking, God, who said... It, it clearly wasn't Morris dancing. And I, I was, I was, you know, Teddy Carr and Pearl Johnson. It was obscure, mm. I guess. And then he played like a little guitar and I was, I, I was really... And he, he started sweating and he was dancing more and more. And um, I gave up... I, I, I just couldn't get it, which I hate not getting in the game. And he said, oh, well, it was Hawaii. And I said, what way? Whoa. In what way is that as a British? And then the uh, producer came in and said, no, no, no. went over to him and it was the Hay Wayne. <laughs> and he'd misread it, the, the constable <laughs> painting. So it was a confusing oh. thing, but I did. Uh, I like him. And I think, yeah, he said he invented... Uh, the only way is Essex. I had to give him, I think, a million quid. Yeah. Good on him. Not bad. Good on him. Nice little holiday in um, Suffolk. I've always... um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He thought it was Hawaii, but uh, it got mixed up. I've always got jealous of people that have, like, big lucrative ideas because my ideas are all very small. My ideas are more like, should we get takeaway tonight? And people say, that's a good idea. And I go, well, I'm an ideas man, but they're all at this level. (laughs) You don't want to be the Zuckerbergs, the pressure that the Zuckerbergs have. But those guys who invent one thing, one object, I love that, like Velcro or something. Right. That's great. You know, I had an idea. You know, we'll get 200 texts now saying Velcro was NASA or something. Or like Hans Rousing. Thank you. Bless you. And the... uh, the flap on the milk carton, the modern milk carton. You well, know, I hate that. We'll, <laughs> we'll take it up with Rousing. the Rousing family. Because I find when you when you pull it out, Tetra you know, you pull, you know when you pull oh, it nice. into a lip, 
I find often it doesn't completely separate and you get an unsatisfactory tear yeah. on the lip. I hate Whereas that. the silver foil on top of the old school milk bottle was very satisfying to stick the thumb into. The silver foil? You know, the that top the, of an old... The bottle top milk bottle. I think David top. Taylor, the old snooker player. <laughs> oh, that was the silver fox. <laughs> The, the silver foil. Top. That would be a, like a, a veteran fencer known as the <laughs> silver foil. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Can I say, you know, at the end of the last... Those of you, let's not get nostalgic about the last link. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but, don't uh, worry, I wasn't. At the end of it, I did a, um, a fabulous piece of wordplay <laughs> in which I suggested that a veteran fencer would be known as the silver foil. And then I... What you do is you punctuate on your own radio... You, you get you get the gag and then you hit the music. It's all done beautifully. It makes life feel smooth. Mm. And then I hit the music and Alan said that was an example of rapier wit. And I felt I'd hurt him in some way. <laughs> but you hadn't. Not deliberately, obviously. But, you know, if I run someone over, it's probably an accident. But I still feel terrible. I like the problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> Just there's an element of doubt. Just so you know, most people would have said that sentence without inserting the caveat of probably. Full disclosure, I sometimes run people over on purpose. <laughs> Normally. I'm saying I can imagine a situation where one would run someone over on purpose. Mm, let's not dwell. No, let's not let's not list. Shall we have that at 12.15? Yeah. <laughs> people who've run someone over on purpose. Uh, Oh, gosh, no, I'm going not say that. I, I get what you mean. You felt a, a, there was a bit of regret. Well, I just, um, I, I'm very, I I like comedy. I'm a comedy fan as well as a comedian. You're not on a date. And, um, <laughs> it's a strange man. Yeah, I like the fall and I like comedy. What do you like? I like curling up in front uh, with a bottle of red wine. Oh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, but that's what they say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but a box set. I like a, a box, box set. set. <laughs> I, what about? I've not days. done any dating for a long time, is that what they say? You see, what about in the old days when the hobbies were very straightforward, Frank? Reading, yeah. writing letters. The trouble is, I, I used to like... <laughs> writing cur- letters? I used to like curling up in front of a wheelie bin with a bottle of red wine. <laughs> it's a very different lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Writing letters. All those things, interests at the end of a job application. Walking, film. <clears throat> yeah. Well, they said films in those days. If mm. they said film, obviously you thought they were... Yeah. Well, Frank, if it's any consolation, thank you for bringing up my joke that I did off air. And uh, and to be honest, I'm fine with not having got it on in the last link because I think I should have thought of it quicker and said it quicker. Well, live by the comedy sword, die by the comedy sword. If you'd have got, just wave your hand at me if you feel one bobbling under, (laughs) and I'll delay the music (laughs) long enough. Strategy. The trouble is, I was um, I was watching. I'll, t- I'll tell you this in a minute. But you know the idea about the courage it takes to do a do a gag in 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 like a gag like get a load of this in company. Um, I, I had a very fine example of it the other night. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I tell you, we were on about because Al just did a, a tremendous joke. Oh. Um, 
at the, at the rapier wit pod that he did earlier, and I, 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 I quashed it accidentally. Touche, Al. And oh. I think if I said to Al, when he told it me, I said, why don't I fade down the music and you can do it then? <laughs> but that is such a fright. It's a gold frame you'll put it in there. <laughs> and if, if you feel it hasn't gone well, that's... A, and, I, and there are times when you deliver a gag and it really needs, it needs to go well. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a, a documentary about Nora Ephron. Oh, yes. Do you know her, the writer? And she, Big one fan of, the, of hers. One of the things she wrote was when Harry met Sally. And um, she said, you know, one of, and, and, and do you know the bit that everyone remembers from that movie, I didn't write. Mm. And of course, the bit everyone remembers is um, Meg Ryan getting excited in, in, a, in, a rest, in the restaurant. Mm. Lovely euphemism, Frank. It yeah. was, yeah. I tried it once and thro- was thrown out. <laughs> but um, anyway, so she does this um, performance, and mm. that was totally Meg Ryan's suggestion. Meg was Ryan it? in the in in the read Well, just it would allude to it as the "I'll have what she's having seen." Well, is oh. that is what we're getting to. Oh, oh. Because, sorry. No, it's fine. So he. She did in the in the rehearsal room. She said, "Well, what? Well, at the read through." She said, "What about this?" And she did it, and they all not just laughed, but at the end they applauded. And she said, "And then um, Billy uh, Crystal. Crystal, Billy Crystal said, yeah, and then you can cut to a woman on an adjoining table saying." I'll have what she's having. And I thought, that takes guts. A woman does that, gets applause at the read-through, and then you do a topper. What if that... And then he, and him going... And then the woman at the table says, wait for it, wait for it, I'll have what she's having. And they all go... Oh, the thought of it. So well played, Billy Crystal, for your courage. Oh. In keeping oh. with our late review element of this show. <laughs> the, no. cor- the courage of the male stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> well, of anyone to be able to fo- to try and follow yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. It's true. Wowie. Frank, we've heard that's outside world uh, mm-hmm. correspondence. You were talking about, uh, well, you mentioned... Can I just past- stop you there for a second? Have you ever been to the southern states of America? I have. You know, um, what I love there is if you thank someone, for like a, a, a waiter or a waitress, whatever, um, you know in, in Italy, if you say um, grazie, they go prego, they always do that thing. Right. <laughs> um, Hopefully not with as much contempt in their voice <laughs> well, as that. Do you like uh, the Italian language being referred to as that thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> prego, no, it's just a bit of wind. Um, but... Sh- uh, in in the southern ear, I suppose you'd say thank you. Well, you'd, get, you'd be lucky if you got anything back here, yeah. but you might get. You're welcome. In the southern states of America, when you've ordered your biscuits and gravy and maybe some grits, <laughs> and you great. say thank you, they go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. Yes, I'm going to start using it. I think. Frank, you were talking. You mentioned earlier uh, inventors. Yes. And I can't remember what it was in relation to now. I think we were just saying how great to invent one item that oh, makes you. And then live off it. Mm. Yeah, and then brilliant. I mentioned Tetra Pak and Alan got very excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Daydreamer has got in touch to say, my go-to inventor in conversation is Percy Shaw. Mm. Inventor of? 
cat's eye road markers. Oh, great, very good stuff. Great work, Dee Dee. Yeah, that is, that is that used to be one of the things that was cited <laughs> as an invention. And you'd get an interview with Percy Shaw and he'd be in a shed yeah. and just behind him there'd be like a thing with a, like a bugle fitted to it which is obviously an invention that hadn't worked out but it's not referred to. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, oh, I wonder what, wonder what that is. Um, but yeah, the cat's eyes. It was sort of the eccentric inventor I always... Saw. I mean, I knew very little about him but now uh, Dyson was briefly in that chair. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't. I, th- I think it's currently position vacant. Oh, Frank, just saying. Yeah, well, um, we'll see. I'll see what I do. I've got my, you know, my bath plug invention. You're all right, thanks. Go on, <laughs> stick around. I'll, I'll let you in on this one. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what was? Oh, yeah, my invention. Yeah, I must have told you my invention before. The idea is like a foot, not a football, but a ball, a blown up ball. Oh yeah. On the end of a short chain, a chain of your length. You decide the length, and on the other end is a bath plug, which means the bath could never overflow, because it'd get to the point where the ball floating on the top of the water would pull the plug out. Mm. So if the water got too deep and the chain was fully extended, mm. it would pull the plug out. What do you think? Not not impressed, Al. I'm surprised that hasn't gone to market, uh, yeah. if, if it would work. Have you tested it in any way? Oh, I'm not surprised. Alpha or beta tested it in any way? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Me neither. What, have I tested it in Greece? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those places where the water goes down a different direction. <laughs> um no, I haven't tested it, but it seems surely it's all the logic's there. Mm. Just you know, there's a, it, I, I've only done it like twice in my life, but that moment when you realise you've left the bath on and you go into the bathroom, it's literally. Oh yeah. I think it happens in the the first um, the first Paddington story. Yes. Uh, it's a horrible <laughs> feeling. Especially that, if you're in a well-known documentary movie. <laughs> that's, that's where you get all your scientific data. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I like you doing one of those Christmas speeches they always do at the Royal Scientific. <laughs> yeah. Beginning People with... People in tweed. <laughs> and you, you kick off with the Paddington film. In films, whenever people do one of those speeches at like the National Geographic yeah, Society, yeah. And, and then like the experts start shoving and smirking and laughing at that person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. happens. They're a horrible crowd. We've had an enjoyable texting. <laughs> horrible crowd. Go on. Um, yeah. 644 has texted, following up on your running people over comment, you were mooting the idea that you might possibly run someone over. I'm not writing off. I can imagine a situation where I would deliver run someone out so it was you know this isn't coming unprovoked this story it's just coming in Um, following up on your running people over comment I was run over by the road safety officer of Middlesbrough on my way to secondary school wow she gave me her business card in case I was hurt and I kept it for years as my claim to fame irony that is one business card I would not have handed over (laughs) yeah wow Um, well I mean physician heal thyself (laughs) that's what I say We've also heard from James. Hi, Frank and the gang. Whatever happened to Mensa, the High IQ Society? Oh, I'm sure they still get a mention now and again. I, oh, James, I, James. I tell you who brings it up, um, Carol Vorderman. 
does she? Well, yeah. James continues, to me, the very notion of having an IQ seems to be a very turn-of-the-millennium-era phenomenon. Mm. There were also some great nominees for people who sat in the high IQ chair. Frank, you've just mentioned Vorders. Uh, yeah. James mentions both Madonna and Marilyn Manson <clears throat> come to mind. Dolph Lundgren. Madonna. Dolph Lundgren. People used to talk about Dolph Lundgren. You know, he's a big martial artist guy, but he's also a brain box. Oh, I know. I only worked out recently what his uh, na- actual name was. Oh, huh? who? Dolph Lundgren. What is he? His birth name. It's short for... Dolphin? Adolf. Oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> you want to be <laughs> short nice for Dolphin. You really want to be short for Dolphin. I mean, it's no wonder he shortened it, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you want to be... <laughs> not... <laughs> if you got the choice, that, that's where you want to go with that. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Adolf Lundgren would have got nowhere, would he? Nowhere. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Um, we've had a text that I think might be controversial. I found on my, um, you know, my Friday night troll. Producer, where I producer's troll just tensed the, um, up a bit. <laughs> no, not that controversial. <laughs> um, although she might think it's uh, controversial. We'll see. Dear Frank et al., uh, regarding Frank's adoption of Coolsden as a word meaning cool, mm-hmm. which you did last week. Yeah, well, and the week before, I think. All right, it's really taking off. Um, yeah, I've done it four times. Uh, my friends and I have for a long time been referring to anything we dislike as Grimsby oh. for obvious reasons. Feel free to add this to your geography-based vocabulary. Praise redacted. Ed, I wonder how the people of Grimsby well, feel about it. that's my problem. Mm. You see, I imagine the people of Coulston are dancing in the streets yeah. to be associated with cool. Yeah, I, I, you keep imagining that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I bet they're thrilled. <laughs> yeah, um... With their Coolsden postcodes dancing in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I got a text from um, one of the um, the senior puppet masters at um, Absolute Radio. Oh, did you? This week. Um, did you? Our Absolute Radio that's, overlords. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, from... Uh, <laughs> And um, from um, yeah, Paul Sylvester, who's one of the you know the, the big cheeses yeah. here, and um, he was saying to me that he was he was with his partner and they had to take their shoes and socks off for some reason, mm. and uh, and one of them referred to Zola Bod. Oh yeah. And he said, I think she's still in the bare feet chair. You know, we have the, 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 the idea of the chair that people yes. go to, like the, the beautiful woman chair, the handsome bloke yes. chair, the drunken yes. chair, that she's in. And I said, God, I remember when Sandy Shaw yeah. was in that. Right, I don't you see, my oh, I think era she invented been, the cat size. Bjork. Bjork, Bjork. Bjork? Bjork. Oh, Bjork. 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 I associated her a bit. No, I'm disappointed in you, Em. I hoped yours would be the uh, <laughs> pianist on the beach. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy, the classical pianist, who was found washed up yes. in a suit but no shoes and socks. Yes. With a full, uh, a crumpled uh, dinner suit. Yeah. And then I'm afraid uh, he turned out to be fraudulent. Oh, did yeah, he? that is a shame. Sadly, yeah. Uh, That's excellent. a shame. What about mm. the people who have um, something happens to their... They have some sort of oxygen to the brain stops and then they start speaking a foreign language. You know yeah. That? 
that's I mean that, or that, like a Cornish accent or something that's brilliant. one of those fabulous George things Geordie happens quite regularly mm. yeah I love I love a recurring story <laughs> in the press that, you get one of those every maybe eight nine yeah local news on, on local mm-hmm. news I watch local news just every every weekday as a kid never questioned that you just watch local news and I'd say once a year there would be coverage of a gurning contest <laughs> you know those things where people have to pull big faces looking through a horse collar it's a really weird yes. obscure thing but I've always got oh the gurning is the gurning yeah um, do people still gurn 8, 12, 15 can you think of a recurring theme that crops up um, regularly on uh, local news? I'd love to hear that. Eight, twelve, fifty. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text us, I don't know if you'd heard that, on uh, eight twelve fifteen, and then you are part of the show. It's an interactive, shared. Um, you know, we don't we lose that sort of us and them thing. Do that. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio if you're more um, cyber world minded. Mm-hmm. And email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, please, just for the avoidance <laughs> of like, doubt. I like please. <laughs> I felt it needed another word and I couldn't come up with please, one. Please, please. I'll always fall back on politeness. I don't. Uh, I just. For the avoidance of doubt, I don't want to entirely lose the concept of us and them. I'd still oh, like... Well, I mean, you know. I'm fine with the lines being a bit blurred when people chip in. OK. It's good, but, you know... Well, I'll do... An, oh, I'm not in sharing the, the cheque, is all later in, later in the link, I'll try and re-establish <laughs> us okay. and them. It's some oh. sort of velvet rope-based <laughs> comment. Yeah. This, um, some intel here, Frank, from Eddie from Coulston. One oh. of your lot. Very good. Man. One of your gang. I've just checked... No sign of street dancing yet. Oh, well, but obviously, it's early. early, Eddie. As Eddie points out, we all get up late here after partying all night. Ah, I'll course, let you know. Course, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Frank, you'll, be, you'll get a hear. Do you think you'll get a hero's welcome if you uh, drive through Coulston? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a word, um, I don't think they knew who I was with this uh, hairstyle. Mm. My hair is, uh, as you know, as, as I've said before, it looks very like the, uh, the the hair of the 19th century illustrator Aubrey Beardsley. And um, and Emily, very kindly today, arrived, <laughs> arrived with styling gel as a mm. gift. You know, that, if that isn't a hint, I don't know what is. That's I, like giving someone deodorant as a Christmas present. Yes. That, I, honestly, I, I was genuinely sent some, some uh, goodies... Um, and I just, you popped into my head. I fear <laughs> that if I don't use the gel in two weeks' time, <laughs> Emily will say, oh, I got you this, it'll be a balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd probably go with another gel and then a balaclava. No, just, do you think? Yeah. Well, we'll see, we'll see what the process Comedy is. rule of three, just to switch <laughs> the final one. <laughs> We've also had an email... Um, uh, Overt recycling. Do you remember we talked about the upcycling of things? Oh, yeah, things when you that... can see what's been recycled in the new item, yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, I've been binge listening to your podcasts. I got a bit behind, so apologies. Uh, on right. your podcast, Frank asks for examples of overt recycling. I have one you may not believe. My mum's partner is very tight when it comes to money. 
class houses. Um, yeah. <laughs> a few years ago, on a visit, I noticed they had some new lampshades on their dining room wall lights. They looked vaguely familiar, and then it dawned on me that they bore a striking resemblance to the plastic trifle bowls that supermarket trifles come in. Guess what? They were. I honestly don't know whether to be appalled at the stinginess or impressed by the inventiveness. They are still there to this day. Um, uh, On the subject of wedding dresses... Oh, I can't actually see that bit. Um, Anyway, they also asked... This is the bit that I'm interested in. P.S. Is Alistair Crowley, former owner of Brian May's house, the same Mr Crowley that Ozzy Osbourne sings about? Well, I think Alistair Crowley was a, was a uh, an occultist. Yes. Oh, was he? And some feel a devil worshipper, but I don't know if that's been established. Um, apparently, he used to have his Christmas tree upside down in the house, pointing down there rather than up. Oh, is he um, not? Is it not Jimmy Page that? Well, I think a few rock stars have bought his houses because of that. There used to be a whole, you know, if there's a hustle in your hedgerow, they were all into that kind of stuff. I thought um, the Alistair Crowley house was the uh, Jimmy Page, Robbie Williams. Oh, was it that one? I believe he he could have had. He probably had to move a lot. You can imagine the neighbours. Crowley. (laughs) There's no relation to Gary Crowley, was he? Big pile, you know, big pile of headless chickens in the garden <laughs> uh, they probably got fed up with that hoof marks on the lawn yeah oh no <laughs> Alistair look mate live and let live but Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio we've had some uh, property confirmation through from mm. Greg on 038 mm. not for any of our personal um well, portfolios in some cases, but Jimmy Frank Jimmy Page owned Crowley's Scottish Retreat uh, Bowlskin House. What's it called? Moleskin. Bowlskin. Think Moleskin, but, but with a B. Oh, I wonder what. That's probably some dark reference or something. So mm. I believe um, we were correct in assuming it was Page, not May. Uh, Tower House in Holland Park, where he had the issue with Williams, was owned by Richard Harris. Oh, you see, I always pre-loved the celebrity house. Jimmy Page seems right in a in the the home of some devil worshipper guy, whereas Brian May doesn't. Mm. Yeah, he's Brian got his May protects, you know, badgers. Badgers. He, 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 Is it badgers? Yeah, he, he likes badgers. He's got his clogs. He's got Anita Dobson. He's, yeah. he's happy. He just seems the sort of. I think his buttocks have healed. Didn't he tear oh, his... Oh, yeah, he tore both his buttocks. Tore both his buttocks. Uh, gardening. Ouchie. Yeah, that, I was think. A, that was a horrible... That old excuse. Uh, 223 has said, I think Eddie must reside in old Coolsdon. We're dancing lower down the hill. Oh, well, here we go. Heroes Welcome would certainly be on the cards uh, in either locale. Fabulous. <laughs> I, um, I'm enjoying an orange twirl. Oh, I'm, I'm not dancing with Ryland Clark. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've been given um, Emily brought in these I didn't know there was an orange version this was quite a bit of a cult thing do you remember of taking um, already extant chocolate bars and then oranging them up yes do you know I saw them in the petrol station and I thought I think my colleagues would like those mm. did you I felt like Daddy Warbucks <laughs> I really did I said I'll have five please five said, five well I'll tell, you what, <laughs> I'll tell you what, 
Do you remember when Boris Becker had a liaison in a broom cupboard in a in a London restaurant? Yes, I do. I believe it was Nobu. If instead, um, if instead of um, of Boris Becker and the lady in question, it had been it had been a Terry's chocolate <laughs> orange and a flake. This would have been the child. I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the child was orange. Wasn't that the problem? The child was orange, which kind of gave the game away. Mm. By the way, we were talking about um, was it lights that were um, trifle cases? Yes. Mm. I um, I remember I, when I bought my first ever flat, I went into uh, a B and Q in Wolverhampton to get some things, and they had some of those lights. <laughs> You know those light ceiling lights with like a sort of things, you know, in things for. for a new house. Did you have that on your shopping list? Yeah, things. You know when you move into a place, you need things yeah, that you didn't yeah. have before. And they had those lights that have like they're in a cage. You know those lights that you get on ceilings. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I bought. I re- I thought I loved those. I want to put those in the flat. Yeah, uh-huh. So I bought four. I had them in my trolley, like you do at BNQ. Mm-hmm. And the guy um, looked at him and uh, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was talking to the person I was with, I said, I can have two in the living room, two in the bedroom. And he said, them uh, for a garage. <laughs> I said, I know, but I, I thought they'd work well in this flat. And he oh. said, them uh, for a garage. <laughs> I mean, completely... <laughs> I mean, this you know, this far oh. and no further. He let me purchase them, but I really, I really <laughs> felt yeah. a sense of having done something wrong. <laughs> if you're listening, mate, they look lovely. We've um, sorry. We've we've um, we've been sitting. Uh, I haven't really been joining in because I haven't seen the documentary. But we're forming a sort of a doc club <laughs> where we where we say you've got to watch that documentary Not about about blah blah. And um, Emily's um, contribution this week is uh, uh, Lance Armstrong Lance, documentary. Yeah, Lance or Lance? Lance. Lance. Sorry, sorry, no, no. It's it's you, you pay your money. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, during it. I was thinking, uh, I've had some contact about writing a, a further memoir. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh. not, I'm not sure about it. No, why not? Because oh, I'm, I'm so... worried about multi-memoir. I don't know if you've ever read um, Trist, The uh, Life and Opinions of Tristram Shandy. Stern, I have. But in that, he says, I've decided on what I'm going to do is write two volumes every year and just keep bringing out my, my memoirs and live off that. And I mm. thought that was a ridiculous <laughs> joke in the 18th century. But anyway, um, well, I, I was think thinking, you, you were should. talking about Lance, Lance Armstrong, mm. and I thought if I bring out another one, you know, it's about my life, my mind, whatever a biography, autobiography is about, I could call it Tour de Francis. What do you think? Oh. Didn't go that well. So that's how he could have gone for Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what courage is all about, like getting it out there. <laughs> Phew. Well, I'd, I'd, um, I'd be very happy if you would uh, dip your toe in the water again because yeah. I very much enjoyed your poetry book. And what I thought is I've missed your writing. Thank oh, you. Well, Good day. I, do. I like a bit of prose. Yeah. Mm, like a bit of praise. Oh, okay. yeah. that. Not read out on air, though. Frank, um, you we were, were talking... Dis- oh, sorry. sorry. We were discussing hey, Emily's... come on, come on. <laughs> Emily's on, gift okay. of some 
orange twirl bars yeah. for the whole... Um, when my mum says twirl, because she's Glaswegian, she puts an extra vowel in it, so it becomes twirl. Twirl, yeah, yeah. that's nice, isn't oh, it? Oh, yes, um, that's like Richard Madden of Bodyguard fame. I'm going to name drop, prepare everyone. Gather, yeah. gather ye hoovers while ye may. Yeah. He said to me once, um, do you like a curly whirly? <laughs> Wowie. Yeah. Like you're having confectionery chat with films. <laughs> oh, I thought, that, I thought he'd, he'd spotted one on the duvet. <laughs> Aye. Um, and, Aye. Then, and after he'd said that, Aye. did he then look into the distance for about two minutes with a lot of intense music? Yeah. <laughs> My name is David Budd. I can't imagine having a sort of light-hearted chat with him. Imagine. He feels like a man whose intensity could make him explode at Madden any moment. Madden has an extraordinary sense of humour, I find. Does he? Extraordinary. Mm. <laughs> but does he then look away and go? Yeah. <laughs> With him still looking, oh man! Anyway, we've um, we've had a recommendation from three four one has texted. Hello, this is Mark from Plymouth. Uh, shout out to Plymouth. Hi, Frank and the team. You should go into the pound shop because they have lemon Turkish delight. It sounds wrong, wow. but just yes. No, no, it, it just yes. doesn't sound wrong. Let me just sound... write this down. You should go into the pound <laughs> shop. Just leave that with me. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot to take in for you there, isn't there? I was thrown by the lemon Turkish delight, but Emily, it's the pound no, shop. No, I like, I love my favourite. Uh, for me, the queen of the desserts is the lemon, <laughs> the lemon meringue. <laughs> Uh, what? A lemon meringue. And it sounds like a lemon meringue, um, a, ver- a sort of lemon just, meringue spin-off. It's just usually right, it I does. hear the queen of the desert, not the queen <laughs> of the dessert. So lemon yeah. meringue, um, Turkish delight. It's like George and Mildred was the man about the house. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I'm going uh, to try Do that. Do you like Sarah Lee? Do I like Sarah Lee? The gato. What, those yeah, little... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant those little <laughs> triangular cheeses. <laughs> Sarah Lee. <laughs> I've never heard of that. No laughing cow. Oh no! I I remember there was a story in I think the Sun newspaper when someone saw Elvis's face in a piece of cake, <laughs> and the headline was in the gatto. <laughs> Frank, you've been asking people... You, you haven't been asking, but people have been sending in their favourite inventors. Oh, yeah. Um, on Twitter. Annabelle Grant has said, Prof Pat Pending in Wacky Races. Oh, yeah. Oh. he What a great name as well, Pat Pending. That's good. Clever I mean, stuff. thank... I he was a, He was a big... Uh, I would say he was a man... Uh, he was big on telescopics. Oh, yeah. Pat uh, Pending. He had lo- lots of, like, the wheels would go into big, long legs. I think he sold a lot of that stuff to Inspector Gadget. Oh, maybe he did. On. Yeah, there was similarities. Do you think Pending was ripped off? No, I don't think so. Okay. Think Surely he would have covered yeah, his, uh, he would have his rights to the name Pat like that. So, yeah. mm. Okay. Um, We've we, had um, some others, but Joseph Shivers, inventor of Lycra. Oh, I don't... That's mm. not a... Is that a joke? Well, well, this is what I was I waiting... Don't think it's a I don't I, I, uh, I spent several minutes thinking about the permutations, well, the lewd I... permutations, and I couldn't no, I come think... up with any, so it might be genuine. Of course, my favourite inventor is William, uh, Wilfred Makepeace Lon. He used to be a, like a TV inventor who would... Uh, like an eccentric... Um, used to have, like, uh, 
one lens of his sunglasses was red and the other one blue and he had a wax moustache and a straw bow tie. Oh, I, I think, like the what's it, is there a person who'd be in what's, what's My Line or Call My Bluff? Or? It, I think he did, um, he did those sort of seven o'clock sort of this is fun type television. Brilliant. I, I liked him. I think he did genuine... I'd love to know if anyone knows a real actual invention that Wilfred Makepeace on. You know, if we found out that he invented, I don't know, the biro something that would make me very happy i was once comparing at the comedy store and there was a gentleman on the front row with you know those sort of mustaches that twiddle up oh yeah and like out uh flamboyant clothing and as i was chatting to him i realized he had a watch on each wrist and i went have you got a watch on each wrist and he went i like watches and i thought can't argue with that that's a great answer he could have been a football referee as well Um, there used to be a story. I knew a, a West Brom player. I said I knew. I met him a few times. Called Johnny on the Spot Nichols. Oh yeah. Oh, it was a handy birth name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was the middle of it was a nickname. Okay, but I always uh, used to call him Johnny on the Spot. I met him about three times, and he told a story. There was a, a referee, a one-armed referee, because oh. this was quite near to the World War Two. So there was right. Um, that was not like an unusual thing, and he was a one-armed referee. And um, he used to have his watch on the very short, uh, the, you know, the, what was remaining of the arm that, had, that he'd lost in the war. And, uh, and, and Johnny on the spot said to him, how long to go, ref? And he said he had to really struggle to read this, um, the watch on, his, on, his, on, on the remains of his arm. And, and Johnny on the spot said, why don't you wear it on the other arm? He said, I, c- I can't wind it up. <laughs> Makes so much sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. We've just had a text in. It's, a, it's an odd text in that we're running now. Um, houses that Alistair Crowley used oh, to that own. that old one. I, I don't I know who what, Alistair Crowley is, really. I'll tell you what worries yeah. me about that. I think Bush and Richie did the same text in last week. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway... Uh, 653 has said to Frank, Alistair Crowley also had a house in Cephalou, Sicily, which is now condemned. I returned from Sicily last week and no luck in seeing it. Also, an iconic picture of Bowie as an Egyptian was inspired by Crowley. Oh. And that's from Paul in Bath. Did he, um, did he come from money, Crowley? Because I... He's got, all the, is. he's got all these houses. Well, I'm telling you, he was a celebrity diabolist. He was. Oh. And he was very... He was sort of... Um, I don't mean he, he played... I don't mean he did the Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Circus mm. skills. Yes. 653 adds to add, Mussolini expelled him for satanic practices. A bit rich. Well, <laughs> everyone's Mussolini. got a ceiling. Uh, too far now you've gone too far now imagine imagine getting that from Mussolini Uh, well you're some sort of extremist (laughs) I have a feeling um, Al Crowley you know how you like to call Cristiano Ronaldo Chris don't mention it but same initials as (laughs) someone not too far away (gasps) Al Cochran yeah the AC, air, air the AC, the AC, yeah, the o, the OG AC, mm-hmm. the original AC. I, I think he was quite uh, posh. Mm, right? I have a feeling, which interests me because I often see um, your devil worshipper as. I don't. I wouldn't describe them as posh normally. But dyed no. black hair and piercings. Yeah, that could be right. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know that I know any, but I mean, we might all know um, one, of course. A devil worshipper. Yeah, we might do. They're that, quite that, open that. these days, aren't they? Oh, devil no, maybe. I don't know. We, um, obviously, they wouldn't. They I'll wouldn't be around our away. house. <laughs> the well, if they was, it's only only in, in groups of six. <laughs> Is six. the um the eyebrows? <laughs> The eyebrows. They have very high plucked eyebrows, I find. What, the men as, yeah. as well? Oh. well? The men, yeah. You're thinking of the only way is Essex again now. <laughs> the only way is Hades. <laughs> that, um, because you couldn't say that because the construct has been patented, of course. Mm. Um, um, it would be great if Alistair Crowley had had a TV <laughs> show called The Only Way is a Hades. <laughs> oh, man, I'd have watched that. <laughs> Round the horn. <laughs> 722 has responded. Uh, as far as I can tell, the only one to respond to this text in that you started running. Hello, Frank and team. On the topic of recurring local news stories... Ah, yes. Border news covers the murmuration of starlings at Gretna every year <laughs> since before I can remember. What is a murmuration? I'd like to know what a murmuration of starlings is, is please. That, is that the collective noun or yes. is it something that they do? I guess it's their they arrival. Well, it's, it's, it's a verb of some sort. I don't want to find out that murmurate is something disgusting that they do and I'm banning it out on breakfast. Or something so. sad. No, it might oh, be. do you think? Well, I think it's something probably sort of, something um, good. It sounds... Self-harm related. Um, no, murmurate. It sounds something... It's got murmur in it. It sounds something done not with great oh, gusto yeah. by the yeah. starlings. Yeah. It'd be good if we were to now play Elbow Starling, but I don't think we are going to, are we? That'd be, we can't uh, do requests on this show. Absolute no. Radio are very clear about that rule. Oh, that would be, uh, yeah. And I don't think we've got anything we murmurate. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like... Regulate. It's, you know, Regulate Warren G. That's the best we can do. But, but that's it with murmurate. You either love it or you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. A lot of people have to. I've got to say you've been on top form today, guys. Um, I love it because... <laughs> it's like a team talk. Is this half-time or something? Oh, yeah, Alan's, Alan's up a sec, so I'm breaking down the us and them again. Uh, follow the show on Twitter and, and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I'm very proud of our um, readership. I just think we've got some smart, funny they people, just... OK? Well, we've actually... They always seem to get it right. We, you need, know? To, we yeah. need to convey this before a hundred more people send us a version of it. Uh, we asked what That's, a murmuration... Yeah, the, bo- the bosses of Absolute are going, no, no, it's 50 pence a <laughs> tap. <laughs> Let's hold it to the next link. We, we didn't know what a murmuration of starlings... No. Uh, um, do you remember a couple of weeks ago somebody called us townies? We're such oh, townies. Yeah. Um, and I you think get here's, starlings in Here's town. further evidence that we don't Why know the animal kingdom. Why were we called townies? It was, I think we were... I think it's because we didn't know how... <laughs> Uh, uh, an animal corpse was disposed of but oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a murmuration is something fascinating says 393 yeah. it's the way that a flock of starlings swoops and turns in the sky oh lovely like, yeah that sort of tea leaves thing that starlings yeah. do mm. cheers long time reader first time commentator congratulations Kitty it's a good start I've watched it many times over the, the West Pier at Brighton you get, yeah. you get them swirling like know, tea leaves in the sky I love Beautiful the way thing. you said that. You yeah. sounded um, poetic. Well, I mean, it's very apt. Being uh, the, the poetry czar, the nation's current poetry czar, <laughs> I call him the poetry czar. 
Uh, what about my son? You said I've watched them many times, Frank, yeah. and I loved it. It was very <laughs> Kubla Khan. My uh, my son, who's eight, <laughs> said to me on uh, Sunday night when I put him to bed, he said, oh, I've got to go to school again tomorrow morning. And I said, I oh, know, but that's life, you know. He said, the weekend goes so quickly. It's like when you put a sheets of paper in a fire. Mm. And oh. I thought, poetry everywhere. 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 I don't like the idea of a poetry czar, though. I mean, we're living in dystopian times as it is. But anyway... Can I say, at this point, at this now that it's cropped up, oh. um, I have tremendous news for the nation. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they all think they've had a vaccine news flash. No. Frank Skinner, how uh, to enjoy poetry too? No, the Frank Skinner's um, Poetry Podcast Series 2 is available from this <coughs> Monday, the 28th. Oh, excellent. I got the trailer through. So, I'm on it. Um, I'm on it, dear. Oh, are you? Oh! Oh, yes, oh, splendid. I'm, ba- I'm back. I got a poetry news update, Frank. Wow, wow I so didn't think they existed. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous news. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited about it. Well, that's good. I'd yeah. like to talk to you guys about Wrexham Football Club. Oh, d- bring it down. <laughs> Why don't you? Oh, I thought it was a step up, actually, but I, I know. maybe I misread the room. It's been, it's, been, the room. it's been a glamorous, perhaps their most glamorous week ever, I would yes, I think so. Can we preface this by saying I? it sounded so like the plot line, this story, of a feel-good British film with oh. National Lottery funding. Yes. Yeah. Another I mean, job for Toby Jones. Reese yeah, fans exactly. as the comedy goalkeeper. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> Max Beasley, local reporter. <laughs> and as Ryan Reynolds, Michael Sheen, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, we should explain, Alan Cochran. Um, Hollywood stars, Ryan Reynolds and a guy, what's his name? Hold on, you can't Mc- say Mc- Hollywood <laughs> stars and the second one begins, and a guy, what's his name? I don't know stars, you said stars. His yeah, well, apparently they are big stars. Rob McElhaney, yeah. or Henny, Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I've never seen. Me no, either. I've never seen. I'll tell you something, one thing I know what about trio, Rob yeah. uh, McElhaney is he did that thing that actors Uh-oh. do of um, putting on, like, four stone for a part. You know, they do oh, that did thing. He? Yeah, that Daniel oh, Day-Lewis. Yeah. I don't know if Daniel Day-Lewis has actually ever put on weight, Brando, but he's done everything else. Well, Brando, Brando always did said it. he did. Robert no, he just did ate hagen dolls and then he had to could only get the parts that he had to be big for. Yeah. But Daniel Day, I would... If I... What I would like to do is pretend to be a major Hollywood... Um, producer and offer Daniel Day-Lewis Long John Silver <laughs> and see if he's prepared see if he's prepared to go the to go the full Armstrong as I call it <laughs> Ex- exactly Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio um, we were discussing Rob McElhenney Rob yeah. McElhenney Mc- let's call him okay. and um, uh, Ryan McElhaney. Reynolds <laughs> Ryan Reynolds for <laughs> That'll be the Wrexham song now. It will. It absolutely will. Yeah. Well, they've um, they're, they're possibly going to invest two million pounds into Wrexham Football Club. I mean, this is this is this is like a story <laughs> that you're going to wake up from, isn't yeah. it? Two Hollywood. A Hollywood star and a friend of his who's also in the business approach Wrexham and not even He's a, a league team. That. Not He's... even a league team, though, and says, we want to put two million quid in. Yeah. How? How? 
I've s- never really heard a how from this story. Well, Rob McEl- Rob McElhaney, <laughs> he, he, as it, we're not, we don't watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, none of no, us, no, I think. I don't know. However, it is um, huge, and he's not just the star of it, he's the creator and showrunner. So he's worth a fortune. Ryan Reynolds sold his aviation gin company mm-hmm. for um, a huge amount of money. I there were rumours we that, that, that they have a combined worth of over $1.5 someone said. Whoa, Can we just really? say that the aviation gin is capital A, it's called aviation, it's not yes. gin for pilots. No. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just normal gin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're probably... I don't know what kind of wages there are. I think it depends what's on the optics in the yeah, cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but it's... Why did this... Is I mean, it felt like a bet to me, and I mean that oh, do seriously. You so? Do you? If, if you're worth 1.2 billion, mm. yeah. would you just think, 2 million, you know, we can write that off as a tax thing. Yes. What right. shall we do? And maybe think football club and just put just look at a list of British football clubs and just go ping he's, maybe he's got previous Reynolds has he um, I'm not sure about eh McAhaney <laughs> thank you um, however Reynolds has been spotted at um, various European clubs just as oh, a fan I think he's a football a soccer he soccer? fan he okay. likes soccer yeah oh. Um, He's the Green Lantern as well. He should have bought Plymouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Deadpool... You see, he was a star of Deadpool, wasn't he? Which you two uh, made me watch. Great recommendation. Really funny. Very funny. I'm swearing if there's kids watching. Mm -hmm. Oh! um, Superhero... (laughs) Superhero relaxing. If any millennials that are really politically correct, it's got jokes in it, so you might not love it. Oh, he's got... You know? (laughs) The moment for me, superhero relaxes in Crocs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So it's fan-owned currently, isn't it, Wrexham? Yes. And they had to vote, is that right? For the What I liked is that it's some somewhere, some in some places it said 95%, some places 97%, but that was, it was overwhelmingly in favour. Yeah. You do the math. Do I you? would like to meet the 3% yeah, of people. <laughs> Can you imagine what they're like, those people? I bet it was a sort of anti-McElhenney thing, never heard of him. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Sunny in Philadelphia. Never heard of it, man. <laughs> Can't they come round here? Train away, Wrexham. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get texts saying that that's a South Wales accent. I know we are. Yeah, um, but he's allowed. Is it like... Is it like... Do you remember the famously the Americans, American very rich bloke, bought London Bridge and thought he was going to get the one that opened up in the middle and oh, London yeah. Bridge was just a bridge? Yeah. Oh. Do you think they've got... Was it like... West Ham, sorry. Yes. They got that West Ham, right. a bit of a misheard. Frank, it. maybe they were having a Zoom call and the connection broke. Yeah. No, they have been doing Zoom meetings. Well, this yeah, is the maybe problem, that's it. So they we're thought they're buy... buying West Ham. West Ham? Yeah. Or, or maybe they thought they bought the rights to Tom Jones's hit Sex Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I think arguably the worst single of all time. I mean. Well, you just got put off because he came out. And you you felt Does I'd it leave- come out? No, no. He came out on stage and Frank said he looked like a sort of a bear that had been tranquilised, I believe. <laughs> well, that, that is true, actually. And also, and also, the only one vying for worst single of all time is You Can Keep Your Hat Up, which is almost from the same breath <laughs> oh, of Tom Jones' sex. Song. 
two of them. I am honestly phone the police to stop that being played. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Meanwhile, over in Wrexham, mm. Ron Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. Oh yeah, they um they said that they're ready to put forward their vision mm. at a special general meeting. I think they might have a 2020 vision, you know, because that's what year it is. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he's on fire today. <laughs> the yeah. big, the big man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the big I, man. But, that's me. Apparently. But we don't. There's been nothing about what their I think vision. He's body shaming me because I've bulked up during lockdown. You have bulked up. <laughs> I know, but you've bulked up in a, in a good way. You haven't bulked up. No, in a, it's no, lovely, lovely, and sort of Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, um, we don't know what their vision is, though. What about no. if, would it be great if they bought the club and like just <laughs> demolished it, built a Hooters on oh, the land? Yeah. They got no interest in right. I mean, we're all trusting them on this. That's right. Oh, it, I man. mean, what if it is they want it in a card game, as you say, as a oh, drunken joke? Man. Oh, and... it'd be great though if it is a bet. <laughs> but the Wrexham get the money, and it's you know it's. Oh, I love the fact it. that Wrexham are going to get the money. In fact, I actually think this is you know. Way better than when celebrities use their money for all that sickening charity work. Like, this is oh, much better. Do you mean better, them, them like, do gooders, as I believe? No, I didn't call them do gooders, but I'm, I like this that Ryan Reynolds and that other fella are buying a football club. I like that you're distinguishing buying Wrexham FC from charity work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very fine line. Some, some would say that was the most generous charitable donation ever given. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's uh, it could just turn out, you know, beautifully. Yeah, but find mm. that movie. I mean, it's got it. Do you every... think it will be a movie? Of course it will. And like I say, Ryan Reynolds won't get the part because Michael Sheen will beat him at the audition yeah. of himself. They do make. They were gonna make a film of Leicester City winning the Premiership. What happened to that? I think well, I think there were some, you know, events. Oh right. Dear boy. But, they, but they can they can cut out before. Mm. You just you want to end with that. That you know the show. No. Champagne shooting around. Yeah, that's, that's the. And yeah. the social distancing has put it on hold a bit. Oh, do you think? Sad, I, I think they like just everyone got excited and then thought, no, we don't want to make a film of that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what happened to that Paul Potts film? <laughs> oh yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, it's some films you most unbelievable Did you say thing. Paul Potts. What's his name? Paul yes. Potts. Oh, okay. Paul yeah. Potts, who won. Uh, Has been a Paul, I don't think there's been a Paul Pot um, warm-hearted <laughs> that's British what, movie. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Year Zero. It's a really pop. Oh, I love that. that oh, it's a tearjerk of that Year Zero. A double oh, bill with my. the pe- the penis shaped biopic. Oh man, can you imagine? How do you make a warm-hearted movie out of that? That's baby. With difficulty, I yes, think. Yeah. great difficulty. <clears throat> I, I look. It's a fantastic story. I. Um, I mean, I'm not one of these people who gets angry about, you know, oligarchs buying clubs. For me, clubs like my own, West Bromwich Albion, mm. you sort of live in that dream that the fairy godmother is going to turn right. up and make, make you Manchester City. Otherwise, how you, could you possibly do it? Yeah, yeah. We all need a Daddy Warbucks in our lives. I'll tell you what, I've got a tense early evening in store. I'm going around David Baddiel's to watch Chelsea West Brom. Oh. That's, that's going to be... Oh, that'll that's be That's going to test that friendship. Shift to the absolute mm. limit. Oh man. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
We've had an email titled Football Club Buyouts. Mm-hmm. Morning all. I'm guessing you aren't aware that Mindy Kaling from the US version of The Office is a part owner of Swansea City. Oh, I am aware. I did not know that. I did not know well, that. So it's I a did. thing then. It's a what bit is it like with Ameri- Wales? It's American stars doing West End plays. Do you remember when that was the <laughs> thing? Oh, that was a thing, yeah. That was from Nolan and, and moving Port Talbot, here. A few of them moved here as well, didn't they? Yes. Clooney's here, isn't he? No, I mean, Clooney I does have a... Although, uh, no, yeah. Coffee's there for the coffee, I suppose. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Well, he's got a machine for that, though. Has he? Yeah, yeah I think I, so. I, do you I think believe, he got it free? But bear in mind, You'd Amal hope. Clooney um, is uh, British, isn't she? I believe. Is she? Mm, I think I, she might I, be. I don't know. I, there's a few of them uh, who've, who've uh, ended up here. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, Ryan Reynolds, I would be very... I mean, if he got involved with, with West Brom, I'd be quite excited. Yeah. Green Lantern. I'm sure you would. Yeah, come on. I'm, That'd be good. I'm not aware of his Green Lantern work, but his Deadpool work, I think, is fantastic. Might be time for a last... Uh, what's the rashest purchase you've ever made? Because <laughs> oh, I'm thinking yeah. this Excellent. might be a drunk thing. I got drunk once. Luckily, me getting drunk and me having money didn't coincide otherwise I yeah. worry I might have done something yeah, like that yeah it could have gone really badly couldn't it I um, you know I don't want to phone Wrexham FC from a central reservation <laughs> at five <laughs> o'clock on a Sunday morning saying I want to buy you two million yeah what is your rashes purchase I bought now this doesn't sound but I bought I don't know why I bought a t-shirt like a designer t-shirt that was about 20 quid which for me then was you know a lot of yeah for a t-shirt I wouldn't put, spend that on a t-shirt now Mm. Um, we know. And it, it had an <laughs> enormous face of, um, of, of Frank Sinatra. Oh. Honey, who I'm, that sounds quite nice. But I'm not a, an enthusiast of Frank Sinatra. I had no idea. I just got <laughs> the next day. It was just there. It had a bit of, had a bit of wee on the hem. But it was that kind of a night. Oh, Frank. Um, but yeah, and but if you're Ryan Reynolds and you get that drunk, yeah. you're not going to buy a t-shirt. You're going to buy a football club. That's what you know. So I'd let any any drunks out there. What's your rashest there for purchase? <laughs> yeah, I always think we're sort of a hangover medicine on this show. It's part of our role. Whenever we do these stories about people with a sideline business, I always get a bit jealous. Like I'd love a business so that I could say to people, "Yeah, I'm a stand-up, but I've also got." A share in whatever. See, that's I like wouldn't. Frank. I told you, Frank. I told you when I interviewed you recently. That's you've got your side hustle now. Poetry. I know, yeah. but it's not. I, I've always, when people said, why don't you start your own production company? Because yeah. I went into a job where I could just be a child and mess about. I don't yeah. want to be in a business meeting about profit. Well, that's, that's part Shut of the... Up. Like, my fantasy is it's already done and I've got the side hustle, but the reality is that you have to go to meetings and I don't really have any, especially not now. No. I was wondering if... When I go for a dog walk, if I bump into a neighbour, does that count as a meeting? Because when I get back home, I say, oh, I met Susan on the dog no, walk. I I, I, I That's not a meeting. I've got to tell you, I don't think it does. And if you walk fast, is that a Zoom meeting? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no? <laughs> I wish it'd be great if you had someone with you, an attractive woman in spectacles and hair pulled back. 
who took notes when you had those kind of meetings, took minutes. That would really unsettle people. Yeah, like it? in the rom-com when the uh, the new president gets uh, hired and the woman running alongside oh, him yeah. making notes furiously. It's very West Wing. Yes, very walk West and talk. Um, Frank, <laughs> I'm glad you don't have a production company because I just, I would hate you having to get letterhead with sort of taunting homo sherry yeah, productions and I, I don't want to be in a first class carriage saying yeah I've been talking to Guy about the uh, <laughs> about the the Rennington deal Rittons we're going to have to run it about 11k I don't I don't want to be I don't mind you know those people they live there but I if I can get away from that Hmm. I don't want. I'd rather have less money. Simple as that. I can't see Fair you though. sitting in a train carriage saying, "Yeah, I wanted to chat to you about the overnights." Look, you know, you get to a point where you think, "I've probably got enough money now. I'm all right." That's why I turned down the Savage advert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Al, what about 680? Come on. 680? Oh, yeah, that is a oh, good Paul message. Paul in Leytonston. I'm oh, a bit jealous of this story. It's In fact, it's so you. There's a lot to like here. Yeah. You're gonna, I'll, I think you I'll read share. it. I'll read it. <laughs> or did you want to? Oh, It'd be should. terrible if we just talked about it <laughs> and then went. That was the end of the show. Yeah. Oh, that would be a... Never actually read it, just told to refrain. It'd be like Gillette Soccer Saturday. Would <laughs> <laughs> We don't actually get, but we just hear yeah. what they thought about. Well, you know what else, Frank? When the um, the non um, the channels that don't have access to the Oscars, mm. when they have to do the Oscars coverage, and we're not seeing it, oh, yeah. and they just announce the winners. Over to you. We Worst thing it. is that fo- football. Uh, this is going to happen my, now. No, you get football things, and it'd be, it'd be a football <laughs> documentary. It's all really exciting. And then they'll say, and then and then they played in the World Cup, and it's photos instead of footage. Oh, oh no. Oh, you cheapos. Anyway, Al, sorry. Uh, Frank, I once woke up after a heavy bank holiday of drinking to find I'd bid on and won an old BMW 3 Series on eBay. Oh. After getting over the initial shock, I followed through with the £650 purchase, as you should if you're bidding on eBay. You're bidding to actually have the item. It's not... Anyway. <laughs> um, turned out to be a bargain, and I kept it for about five years. Ah. Cheers, Paul, Leightonstone. That sort of stuff never happens. If that had happened to me it would have then like turned out to need a new head gasket and i'd have been it uh, would have been a nail quid. yeah what it would have been a, a nail i don't know okay it's just a phrase whatever it? happened to that I mean, when I know you what used a gasket is but blow a gasket for yeah. years i have i remember um i had an old uh, 1967 Vauxhall viva this was in probably the 80s Ooh, big oh. man <laughs> and i was driving down the motorway with this uh, this guy i knew and i was i was eating probably a, i don't know obviously 70 yeah. Max, mm. but it was shaking though, and this guy was a bit nervous, and he said, mm. "Thinking of Conrads." <laughs> I don't even know what, what is it. What are they? <laughs> well, sometimes I remember someone saying, "I think your alternator may have gone," oh, oh, and yeah. I didn't know what that was. I still no, don't. I knew one star. thing about cars, and that was if you heard a car going, "What is that?" Say a fan belt. Oh, oh, God, oh, yeah. I haven't said that for 30 years. I remember years. being in a car once and we saw someone ahead with smoke coming out and someone said, I think your oil wants checking, mate. Turned and I adopted... No, I... <laughs> 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 Lovely work. Um, <laughs> I was in Vatican City at the yeah. time. <laughs> and I adopted that phrase and I still don't 
quite understand what it meant, but I think it makes me sound knowledgeable about cars. If ever I see smoke coming out of a car, to this day I'll say, I think he wants his oil need checking. Yeah. And well, I don't understand it. The mm. fan belt, this was the, the the thing that people used to say, <laughs> that when the fan belt went, you could use ladies' tights oh, or yeah. stockings to, uh, yeah. to fix it. That's all gone, of course. There was even an ad, Frank, where... I think someone's car broke down for Pretty Polly Tights. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. the Pretty late... Polly Tights sponsored my uh, behind when I won uh, Rear of the Year. <laughs> really? Yeah. Of course they did. Extraordinary. <laughs> I don't like to name drop. Extraordinary um, branding exercise. Very quickly, drunk buying email, Stephen said, went to Selfridges in London drunk, bought a Burberry duffel coat for £1,000. <laughs> Walk, walked out the store wearing it like Liam Gallagher, woke up next morning sobbing, been in the wardrobe for two years. I take it out and look at it now and again. Oh, no. <laughs> I would wear that if it looked terrible. Oh, yeah. I'd, oh. You'd have to wear it loads it to get would. the cost per wear down, oh, wouldn't you? God, you'd have to wear it for the rest of your life every day now Frank I have a question for you go um, also uh, Catherine McCulloch Trevor Bayliss used to love his segment on the big breakfast in the inventor's chair oh, okay. but I'd like to ask you the special day is on Monday I've got it waiting to download my uh, podcast Frank Skinner's uh, poetry podcast season two season two hooray could you trail some of your uh, who are your greatest hits? Well, I'm going from... Who's going to be on the show? I'm going from contemporary poets like uh, the fabulous Liz Berry, who comes from my, as they say, neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, but, but I go as far back as 1735 to, to, not sir, to Alexander Pope. Oh. And that's a, an hour-long special because it, really? it means a bit of history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Pope special, yeah. Pope um, deluxe Alexander Pope. I'm unsurprised you could talk about Pope for an hour. Bit of uh, yeah. bit of Wordsworth we've got this oh, series. Uh, Rita Dove, Tadeusz Dobrowski. Great You're going to be on the syllabus soon. Oh, well, Honestly. yeah. I might be on the syllabobs when I get home. <laughs> If you've got any in the fridge. And thank you for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.